welcome to the Sell My Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Feldberg. This podcast is brought to you by Deep Wealth and the 90-Day Deep Wealth Experience. Your liquidity event is the largest and most important financial transaction of your life. But unfortunately, up to 90% of liquidity events fail. Think about all that time, money, and effort wasted. Of the quote-unquote successful liquidity events, most business owners leave anywhere from 50% to over 100% of their deal value in the buyer's pocket and don't even know it. I should know. I said no to a seven-figure offer and yes to mastering the art and science of a liquidity event. Two years later, I said yes to a different buyer with a nine-figure offer. Are you thinking about an exit or liquidity event? If you believe that you either don't have the time or you'll prepare closer to your liquidity event, think again. Don't become a statistic and make the fatal mistake of believing that the skills that built your business are the same ones for your liquidity event. After all, how can you master something you've never done before? Let the 90-day Deep Wealth Experience and our 9-step Roadmap of Preparation help you capture the maximum value for your liquidity event. At the end of this episode, take a moment to hear from business owners just like you who went through the Deep Wealth Experience. Jeff Munn helps frustrated executives and business owners take the leap into the bigger mission that's calling them. As an executive coach, Jeff helps clients see work and career as a spiritual journey. Business owners and executives want to make the world a better place while creating an abundant life for themselves and loved ones. A healthy bottom line is often no longer enough, and simply managing a business no longer moves the dial. A greater mission calls. Jeff understands, as he was in the corporate world for over 25 years, as a lawyer, consultant, and executive. Jeff has helped some of the most innovative employers in law, consulting, healthcare, and financial services do things that were never done before. Wanting to help more people at a deeper level, Jeff left the corporate world and formulated a proprietary process, Creating Extraordinary Futures, that helps frustrated executives and business owners take the leap into the bigger mission that's calling them. Drawing from both ancient wisdom traditions and modern neuroscience, creating extraordinary futures is now the basis for all of Jeff's work. Through creating extraordinary futures, Jeff helps expand and rework businesses, create new roles, and do something completely new. Welcome to the Sell My Business Podcast, and wow, do I have a guest for you today. As business leaders, we're typically type A personalities. We're climbing one mountain, get to the top of that, and then bang, we're off to the next mountain, and so goes our journey. Our guest today not only helps you do that, but also can take you to a terrific place in terms of your inner journey. After all, as we like to say at Deep Wealth and Deep Wealth Experience, In the liquidity event, the art side of the liquidity event is as important, or I'd say even more important, than the science side. So that said, Jeff, welcome to the Sell My Business Podcast. So happy to have you with us. Let me ask you this question to start things off, Jeff. There's always a story behind the story. 
And Jeff, I'd love to know what's your story. Wow. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. I'm glad we were able to connect and I'm glad we're having this conversation. Wow. So my story, if you want to go way back to my early 20s, I was a only child, classic overachiever, first in my family to go to college, graduate from college, graduate from law school, thought I was doing all the right things, hitting all the right buttons. And I was a stressed out mess, panic attacks, We just break out in a cold sweat in a conversation with someone. And the question for me was, how do I maintain this pace that I'm on and manage myself? And so I started this kind of dual life of overachieving lawyer by day, Zen master meditator at night. And I found that things like meditation and and other kind of spiritual, for lack of a better term, pursuits help me manage some of that stress. And what was interesting to me as that went on and as the years piled up, I started getting promotions at work. People started saying things like, you're such a good listener. You're so present. You connect with people so well. And I noticed that because of the meditation, I wasn't always focused on how I was going to respond to what the person in front of me was saying before they were even finished saying it. I was actually listening. I did actually have a little bit of space in my head. And when I could listen to people, then I figured out ways to help them, whether it was professionally or what it ended up evolving into over a period of decades, really. I didn't realize that I was spending 25 years preparing to be an executive coach, but that's what I was doing. Fast forward a lot of years and a lot of coincidences and a relocation across the country and all this stuff. And today I get to sit with people and help them see what's missing in their lives, help them see the things they thought if they achieved them professionally, that would somehow fix this hole in their life, this sense that they weren't enough and they'd finally be enough when this happened or when I got this job or when I sold this company and really get a sense of, yeah, I mean, our whole society is focused outward on achievement, but this inward stuff is just as rich and perhaps even more important if you actually want to enjoy the mountaintop, as you were saying. Jeff, wow. So much to unpack there. And what's interesting, lawyer by day, and you're going into this whole completely opposite world on the Zen side at night. And I know after you left the corporate world, you created a program and you call that program Creating Extraordinary Futures. And this is aimed specifically at executives and business owners and just people both in the corporate and business world. And I like what you're saying because it reminds me, as as you were talking just now, Jeff, it reminds me of the moonshot. And when the astronauts went to the moon, I wasn't around then at that time, but from watching the reels and seeing the interviews, when they got back, they achieved this incredible, extraordinary thing that no one even thought was possible. And they did it. It was a life-changing event. And then it's, okay, now what? Yeah. And there's a big silence there. And in so many ways, Jeff, I love what you do because at Deep Wealth, we help business owners, as you know, in the 90-day Deep Wealth experience, prepare Mm -hmm. for the liquidity event. And for a business owner, that's their moonshot. That's their version of the moonshot because it's the largest, biggest, most important financial decision of a lifetime. But my favorite question to ask a business owner, and when we begin the Deep Wealth experience, the very first thing we talk about it, I say, okay, let's talk about the exit after the exit. Mm -hmm. your post-exit life. 
And the business owner says, wait a minute, why are you even talking about that? I have to get my liquidity event first. And it's no, because my favorite question is now what? Yeah. And so talk to us about that, Jeff, in terms of the executives that you work with, the business owners, the leaders that you work with, why it's so important to get that inner game in place so that our outer world can really be in parallel with the inner game. And we have both working in synchronicity. Yeah. To me, it's not a question of if you do this work, you will at some point have to do this work just for the sake of your own sanity. The question is when, and there's only so much you can do to prepare yourself for the funds have deposited. Maybe you had an agreement to stay on, maybe you didn't, but all that's done now. And you go from being Jeffrey, king of the world business owner to Jeffrey being a a pain in the butt to your family and not knowing what to do with his day and wondering why no one pays attention to you anymore. Hold on, Jeff, just stop. How did you know? Were you with me back in the day after my liquidity event? Because that's exactly what it was like. And no one feels sorry for this guy with all these zeros in the bank account who is bored to tears at home and no one wants to come out and play. No one feels sorry for you. They don't care. They're busy with their life. But how did you know? Were you there? Were you spying on me? What's going on, Jeff? I've gone through a version of this myself. I've never sold a business, but I've certainly had career transitions. But I've talked to a lot of people, and some of them are my clients, who have gone through this transition. And the thing that most of them don't expect maybe they get it intellectually, but they don't get it emotionally, is just this sense of letdown. Like, oh, I thought that was the top of the mountain. I thought there would be accolades and success and a message from the universe that I was whole and complete now. And I was talking to a guy a couple months ago who just went through this. He said, the day that it happened, I had a conversation with my family and we talked about, yeah, it was life-changing money and we were going to get to do some things and help some people that we weren't able to before. And isn't that great? And he said, about two days later, everything was the same as it was before. And I think that catches people off guard. I completely concur. I mean, Jeff, just to share a story with you, I remember the night before my nine-figure exit, I couldn't sleep so excited and is it really going to happen or is something going to get in the way of it? And then you get the phone call. Okay. The wire cleared. It's done. Congratulations. You've closed. And you have that jubilation and that excitement. But I remember waking up the morning after the deal closed, open my eyes and sure you have that first rush of excitement that this happened. But then I realized I'm still the same guy with the hopes and dreams and fears and all those other things that are interplaying. And Jeff, to your earlier point, I didn't do the work up front. And I'll share with you and our listeners, some of the biggest mistakes, life mistakes, business mistakes came after my liquidity event. Really? Not before, because I lost my North Star, lost my sense of purpose, Mm -hmm. had an ego that was just bigger than anything else and, and thought anything I touched would turn not to gold, but to platinum. And just didn't have that sense of fulfillment. And listen, money's great and it can make life better, but money doesn't buy happiness and money doesn't buy fulfillment. So Jeff, why don't you walk us through as a business owner, I'm thinking of having this liquidity event. And for all you business owners out there, you're hearing from the two Jeff and Jeffries, the two Jeffs here, <laughs> J squared, you're yeah. hearing, hey, before you start your liquidity event, you better think of your post-exit life. So Jeff, what would you walk a business owner through when they're working with you as their coach to prepare for life after the business? You know, 
I tend to spend time on this with any client, no matter what their situation, just because I find once people get this, they just come from a much better space. And the thing that I'm talking about getting is that your outer circumstances have nothing to do with your own happiness, joy, sufficiency, self-worth, whatever labels you want to put on it. If you are a miserable, stressed out overachiever, there is no job title. There is no amount of money. There is no exit. There's no VC check that's going to change that without you actually recognizing I'm creating this. I am living in my own internal world of my thinking. We can never directly experience the outside world. We are literally living in our heads. I'm not saying there's no outside world. I'm just saying the only place we're experiencing it is inside of us. And when there's something about seeing that and really getting that, that begins to change people. And when they do begin to see that, the anxious thoughts begin to slow down, the sense of oh, maybe if I do this, this person will treat me better or this business partner will give me the deal I want or whatever it happens to be. We begin to see, and to me, this is this inner work that I'm talking about. If I am working with two people in very similar circumstances and one seems pretty happy and calm and present and the other one is totally stressed out, I know the one has seen this to some extent this notion of I'm already as complete as I can possibly get. I won the lottery. I became a human being. Like everything else is gravy. And when people get that, they're so much more able to enjoy the good things without feeling like I need to cling on to them and ride the natural downs that we all have, whether those are health issues or issues with family or someone close to us dying or any of that stuff. We all go through these ups and downs. And the people who can ride those out without getting caught up in them, stressing about them, catastrophizing about them at four in the morning, those are the people who do better no matter what happens. Jeff, you're so right. And for our listeners, I really hope that you were listening so carefully because what Jeff just shared is absolute platinum. Forget gold, it's absolute platinum in terms of life advice. In the nine-step roadmap in the Deep Wealth Experience, step number five is winning mindset. And this is where, Jeff, we talk about how, as a business owner, you must develop a winning mindset, not just for yourself, but for your employees and for your advisors, your key employees, anyone who's involved in the liquidity event. But back to the business owner who has, I'm going to call this my words, not your words, Jeff, this inner Zen that you're talking about, because what you're saying is so right. You can't be thinking, hey, I will be happy if this happens. So if my liquidity event happens and it's X dollars, I'll be happy. When you take that off the table and you just figure out what needs to happen for you to be happy and fulfilled today, then everything else falls into place. And there's this old saying, the one who cares the least about the negotiation is the one who wins. If you know that hey, I'm going to be happy whether the liquidity event happens or not. I'm still great with my life. I have an amazing life. Yes, it would be nice. Yes, it would make a difference, but I still have an amazing life. And this way you can really insist on what you want in the deal. And if you don't have that, you can always have options. And that's a whole other part of the default experience, but we won't get into that now. But it's so smart, Jeff, in terms of what you're saying of having this inner Zen where life is great and I'm not looking to 
externalities to have me happy. So that's a really powerful strategy that you shared. Dare I ask, are there other strategies like that that you (laughs) have up your sleeve that you can share with our listeners? I find what I end up doing, Jeffrey, as I work with people is I'm a one trick pony in a way, but there are so many ways to point to that essential truth that it feels like lots of different strategies, but it really, what it is, it's not a strategy. It's not a practice. It's not a tactic. It's just recognizing when you see the world differently, the world shows up for you differently. And when you're stressed out about something, it's actually not a sign that something's wrong other than you're thinking about it. Just taking a step back whenever you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that person's being such a jerk or, oh my God, how many times have we had that? I was talking with a client this morning and he was talking about emails that tick him off and how with an email, it's easy to, like, if I just wait 10 seconds, it's going to begin to look different because all the, you know, all the chemicals surging through your brain begin to lessen a little bit. But when it happens in person, then it's really hard to bite your tongue. Easy tactic, bite your tongue. How many times do we get so caught up in the chase and thinking that our view of the world is the only one and thinking, how can this idiot in front of me not see that? And in the quest to get to what we want, we see these things that show up as obstacles. No, they're human beings with their own unique view of what the world is to them. And boy, if you really get curious and start to ask them that, well, that's interesting. Tell me why you see it that way. You get a lot closer to deciding whether or not to move forward together more quickly. So Jeff, let me ask you this, because I can only imagine there's a number of our listeners who are thinking, okay, Jeff, yeah, sure. It sounds great what you're saying and the inner Zen and having this purpose and fulfillment on paper. Absolutely. But hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic here or just getting out of the pandemic, however you want to view it. And for some business owners, they are busier than they've ever been. And for other business owners, it's an absolute disaster. In either extreme, though, I can imagine the business owner saying, hey, Jeff, there is so much going on. I feel so stressed. I haven't really encountered this kind of thing before. And I just don't know what to do. And how do I get this inner Zen? How do I do it? How do I get this inner Zen when everything around me is just on either side of the spectrum here, just going crazy? Yeah. And so I'm going to give you a what's going to sound like a simplistic answer but I assure you it's not. You don't have to do anything. Maybe the one thing to notice is that the outside world and the inside world are completely independent variables. There are times when there is nothing going on outside that I'm betting you, I know I have been a total head case. The brain is spinning around thousands of thoughts per minute or what feels like it. I'm just in a tizzy about something. And there are times when the outer world is incredibly busy And for whatever reason, I've just fallen into this zone of calm. It doesn't always happen, but it happens enough. We know it's available. And when we stop trying to manage our thoughts, like we're managing accounts receivable or spreadsheets or, you know, that we somehow can control it, it begins to straighten out on its own. Jeff, I love it. And for our listeners, I don't want you to confuse simple with simplicity. Let's bring this home in terms of what Jeff said and tie this into a liquidity event. So yes, in a liquidity event, particularly if you go through the default experience, you are prepared. You master that nine-step roadmap of preparation and you are set to go. 
But when you show up prepared, I can promise you there's going to be stress. There's going to be really important decisions. The deal may go offside a thousand times and then come onside and you think, is this ever going to happen? And all of this commotion, all of this noise is happening around you. And to Jeff's point, if you're caught up with that, if you don't have clarity and you have fuzziness or confusion, let me ask a question. What kind of decision are you going to be making in a state of confusion? Do you even want to be making a big decision when you're confused? So as off the wall, Jeff, what you're saying of maybe take a step back and do nothing or find your inner Zen at that point in time, that's exactly what's needed. And in any liquidity event, particularly when you're dealing with a very sophisticated, experienced buyer, some of these buyers, not all buyers are like this. A lot of buyers are just terrific people and they look for the win-win. Some buyers though, look for the Mm win-lose. And part of that is creating deal fatigue. And this is where the buyer will make a business owner or attempt to make the business owner jump through hoops, tire them out. And we've all been there where you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated. And just to get out of that pain zone, you say, yes, I'm going to say yes to these deal terms that otherwise never would have said yes to just to move on ahead. And we justify it to ourselves of why that's okay when it really isn't okay. And Jeff, to your point of what I'm calling this inner Zen is when you're in that headspace, you can make the right decision and not fall victim to those kinds of strategies. So it's really powerful what you're saying. And again, we're completely on the art side of a liquidity event, but that's really where we need to be from a mindset perspective and an inner balance perspective. That's really where the magic happens. You know, I'm wondering about your story and you had the potential seven-figure exit and you said no, and then you got the nine-figure exit. And it seemed to me, I'm going to read into it a little bit, but it seemed to me that one of the things that was incredibly helpful for you was to think, well, if this doesn't work, there's always another buyer. And I think it's really easy when you're that close to the finish line and you can taste that wire transfer, the funds dropping to start giving away because you don't want to lose the deal. And you get into this really bad sense of panic or fatigue where you're making bad decisions instead of just identifying, this is what I'm willing to do. And I'm not willing to go past that. And if this person doesn't want to do it, I'll find someone else to to do the deal with. I mean, how do you feel that works out as a strategy, as a tactic, as a way to keep yourself calm and present in those moments where you might be feeling some stress? It's a great question, Jeff. And in the nine-step roadmap, one of the things that we do, and this is step number three, the future buyer. And this is where as a business owner, in conjunction with the investment banker, we create an auction and we'll have multiple buyers at the deal table, but we're going to pick what we feel is the best buyer with a cultural fit for the best deal. And we'll go into negotiations there. But Jeff, to your point, if things even at the last moment fall off with that buyer in the nine-step roadmap, we're prepared for that because we have other buyers and everyone knows this. Some people may be saying, isn't that a sign of weakness that you're walking away from one buyer and you're now going to another buyer saying things didn't work out? And from my perspective, it's actually a sign of strength because you're showing I have such clarity of what I want that Mm -hmm. I was prepared to walk away from that buyer 
who spent who knows how many hours and dollars on due diligence and the deal process. I walked away from that because it wasn't what I wanted. And I'm going to talk to you and hopefully we can work things out. But if you can't respect what we call my deal points and no fly zones, then the same thing's going to happen. And so back to your point, it's creating systems around us to shield us and protect us and shelter us. Yeah. And it also goes back to that inner work and how helpful it is wherever you are in this process. It's not just about what do I do the day after? Wouldn't it be nice to be calm and present and focused while you're in the midst of this too, as opposed to, you know, kind of totally stressing yourself out, building the value of this business over a 10 or 20 year period. And then suddenly thinking you're not going to be that the day after the funds clear. I had a, a client who went through this process and he was getting to that point. There were several bidders. There was lots of due diligence, lots of stuff going on. And he was stressed out because he was so busy. And the thing that changed it for him was he just had this sudden realization and we laughed about it together. He was like, well, of course I'm busy. I'm selling my business. And once he got that, there was nothing wrong. He was just busy. The problem was thinking somehow he shouldn't be busy, thinking somehow he should have the same work-life balance that he had leading up to this point because he had done a lot of inner work. The stuff hits the fan and he's beginning to feel stressed out. And he realized, oh, I don't have to feel stressed out. I'm just busy. And Jeff, what I really like with what you're sharing, the system, I'm going to call it an inner operating system that you're installing in Mm -hmm. the minds of your clients. Because if we're really open about it, you're not going to be there 24-7 with your clients. They need the awareness and the mindset to recognize, hey, I feel like I'm in a different zone here or a different place, and this is not a good place to be. And that's okay. I'm not going to judge myself, but I have that awareness. Let me be mindful about that and get back to my inner Zen where I can be centered. And my inner world is now going to reflect back out to my outer world. And I can make good decisions that are based on clarity and are tapping into, I'm going to call it intuition. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it luck, whatever you want to call it. And by the way, I'd always rather be lucky than smart when it comes to things. (laughs) 100%. But when you're centered and you have this inner Zen that you're helping your clients create, my sense is that you're just in a situation or in a position where you make better decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first step is beginning to notice when you're in that state or not. Where am I? Am I in a place to be making good decisions right now? And if I'm not, I'm going to go for a walk. My dog gets a lot of walks when I'm about to make an important decision. (laughs) You know, it's interesting that you mentioned walks because as you mentioned walks, I am thinking of the iconic business leader, innovator, Steve Jobs, who was notorious for just taking walks, long walks, thinking through things, either with colleagues or friends or just on his own to get there. And Jeff, I'm just wondering, so when working with you and perhaps it's with the Creating Extraordinary Futures program or just your system, how long does it typically take until a person from day one starts to work with you until they have this inner Zen ability where they can just center themselves (laughs) and be with the force and the force is one and all those metaphors, all that good stuff? Wow. I wish I could say I had a 90-day process that when you come through it, you're going to be a Zen master, however you want to say it. 
I think I'm going to evade your question somewhat. I will say most people already have this ability. Most people absent-mindedly fall into it. And you know what? I did a lot of my client relationships. I start out with, I did a two-day Zoom retreat with a guy who had an exit and is several years into his new thing, but he was really skeptical going into it. He said, I'm not sure I can take two days out of the office. It's a really busy time right now. There's so much going on. And 30 minutes in the first day, he said to me, you've earned your fee. And I I wish I could tell you what I specifically said. Instead, there was just a space that opened up and he saw something about his business differently. And it was like this fundamental shift. And so the work oftentimes isn't in, oh, I see that I need to remake myself in this particular way. It's more like I need to open up enough space that new thinking is going to come through. And because it's new thinking, I don't know what it's going to be in advance. That really resonates. And for our listeners, what Jeff is sharing, and you've heard this with other guests on the Sell My Business podcast, we've had best-selling authors, scientists, meditation masters, and really there's two schools of thought on this. And so again, I'll put myself under the microscope to give the examples when I first got into business, and I, Jeff, I wasn't aware of this kind of system of this inner Zen and the whole mm-hmm. inner game. And so Napoleon Hill, Thinking Real Rich, was really, for me, the Bible of business. And yeah. that book has gone on to create more successful business people than any other book. But to me, it's really old school in terms of it's a wonderful book and terrific strategies, but it's old school in the sense of it's hard work. Mm-hmm. And it's doing things more the, I'm going to say the traditional way. And it's a lot of effort and a lot of time, but you still get the results. What science is now coming out and showing is what the ancient cultures and the spiritual side has known for thousands of years. We call it quantum physics and all the science that goes behind that. And with Albert Einstein, and it's called the field or the quantum field or the universe. And Jeff, to your point, what the science is saying, and it's now confirming when you're in alignment, when you're in that, call it the, again, the inner Zen part of you, you're in alignment, you're relaxed, you can have your inner world begin to manifest in the outer world synchronicities. So you're at the right place at the right time. You phone someone that you normally wouldn't be able to get to, but your timing was just absolutely perfect, or you just bumped into somebody or you're introduced to someone, or you have this incredible idea that takes you to the next level. And things happen effortlessly and quickly compared to the other way. Anyone can choose. I can really work hard, or I can be smart and get into my inner Zen and begin to have the synchronicities that come along with that. And I know it sounds a little bit woo-woo, but it's certainly out there. And I've seen this for myself, and it's absolutely incredible when you're in alignment. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I agree 100%. And I think about my own path and my own five-year plans and so forth and thinking I had to figure it out and I had to do this and I had to work this many hours and I had to do this and this. And you're right. One is it's hard. And the second is it's really limiting because I'm one guy and I'm relatively smart, but I'm not as smart as whatever it is that figures out how to make the seasons pass or how to 
heal my skin when I cut myself shaving. Instead of thinking, okay, there's this target here and I'm going to plot this route and it's going to be these 12 steps and I'm going to figure it out and it's going to take 90 hours a week, but damn it, I can do it. When instead I step back and say, wow, that looks interesting. I'm just going to look in this general direction and be open to thoughts or ideas I have about how to get there really surprising, cool, unexpected stuff shows up in in my own life. And this is on my website, but on August 1st, 2016, I thought I was going to be finishing out my career at a financial services firm. I was making good money. I was happy. I was making a good contribution. I had this idea in the back of my mind that I might want to be a coach someday, but I didn't really seem to have the wherewithal to quit and put up a shingle. And then August 2nd, 2016, My boss and I were laid off the same day. I got a very generous severance package. It was as if the universe was saying, hey, you're interested in that coaching thing? Here's everything you need to do this. Are you going to do it? And so the choice for me was the door was now open. Was I going to step through? And if we begin to pay attention, those doors are all over the place. And a lot of times we rationalize or we convince ourselves it's not the right time or I shouldn't do that just begin to walk through those doors and you'd be amazed at the cool stuff that shows up. I love that story. And I can just see the universe saying, Hey, you're not taking the hints. You're not listening. I'm going to orchestrate something. You're not going to have a choice. You're just going to have to listen and go on and do that. And it's amazing. Yeah. And every time I have trusted what has shown up has been way better than I could have planned. Well, if you agree that, and I believe this, that there's this universal intelligence and Jeff, to your point, that from the seasons to the planets to everything just happening, who are we to try? I don't even feel that it's in our capacity to try and imagine how things can work out. And it's probably not really what we should be doing. Yeah, It's really having that goal, having faith and, and trust in the field, in the universe, whatever works for you terminology-wise. Right. And then manifesting it. And it's just incredible in your case, how it just happened. And imagine all those events, Jeff, that had to take place for you and I to be talking today. Exactly. We could go through our synchronicities of how we ended up on this call together, because it was one of those things that we didn't know each other. And then someone suggested, I look you up and I looked you up and we ended up in a conversation and we just clicked and totally at random, or is it? The question of the ages. Now, speaking of questions, and you and I can just go on and on in so many different directions on this, but the big takeaway here as we begin to wrap up the episode is, Jeff, you've created a system, an executive coaching system that firstly, you worked with on yourself that you created. And so you've been through the trenches and now you're working with other executives and you're coaching them and business leaders to really make a difference. And for listeners out there, Part of preparation as you think about the liquidity event is your inner game. And the individual on this episode, Jeff, is the guy to speak to in terms of getting your inner game to the best possible level that you can. Jeff, let me ask you this as we begin to transition out of the episode here. I want you to think of the movie Back to the Future. And in the movie, there's the magical DeLorean car that can take you to any point in time. So imagine, Jeff, it's tomorrow morning, you look outside your window, and there is a DeLorean car. The door is open, you hop on in, and you can go back to any point in your life. Maybe it's Jeff as a young child or a teenager or an adult. Whatever the timing would be, 
what would you tell your younger self in terms of life lessons or wisdom or, hey, do this, but don't do that? So what I am utterly convinced of right now is what I would tell my younger self. And it's some version of be yourself. The universe has your back. Enjoy the ride. And I'd probably go back and to my, I don't know, 12-year-old self. I remember moments of kind of existential crisis moments when I was that young, when I was in high school, when I was worried that I I didn't know what I wanted to be as an 18-year-old. We somehow think we're supposed to have it figured out. It's still unfolding and it's been a hell of a ride. And so just to realize that a few decades before I did would be amazing. Wow. What great advice. What an insight. And Jeff, I will make this easy for our listeners. I will put this in the show notes. Where would be the best place to find you online? I I do a lot of writing on LinkedIn and I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. And so that's probably the best way as far as social media, that's the best place to connect. And if people liked the conversation and want to continue, just send me an email, jeff at jmun.com. There's lots of stuff on my website, a lot more detail around creating extraordinary futures process that we talked about, but really didn't get into. Yeah. I think either of those places are great starting points for people. Love it. We'll put that in the show notes. Jeff, thank you so much for taking part of your day and spending it with us on the Sell My Business podcast. And as always, please stay healthy and safe. Yeah, you too. And it was a lot of fun, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me on. The Deep Wealth Experience was definitely a game changer for me. This course is one of the best investments you will ever make because you will get an ROI of a hundred times that. Anybody who doesn't go through it will lose millions. If you don't have time for this program, you'll never have time for a successful liquidity. I mean, it was the best value of any business course I've ever taken. The money was very well spent. Compared to when we first began, Today, I feel better prepared, but in some respects, maybe less prepared, not because of the course, but because the course brought to light so many things that I thought we were on top of that we need to fix. I 100% believe there's never a great time for a business owner to allocate extra hours into his or her week or day. So it's an investment that will yield results today. I thought I will reap the benefit of this program in three to five years down the road. But as soon as I stepped forward into the program, my mind changed immediately. There was so much value in the experience that the time I invested paid back so much for the energy that was expended. The Deep Wealth Experience compared to other programs is the top. What we learn is very practical. Sometimes you learn stuff that is great to learn, but you never use it. The stuff we learn from Deep Wealth Experience, I believe is going to benefit us of all of I've done an executive MBA. I've worked for billion dollar companies before. I've worked for smaller companies before I started my business. I've been running my business successfully now for getting close to a decade. We're on a growth trajectory. Reflecting back on the deep wealth, I knew less than 10% what I know now, maybe close to 1% even. Hands down the best program in which I've ever participated. And we've done a lot of different things over the years. We've been in other mastermind groups, gone to many seminars, workshops, conferences, retreats, read books. This was so different. I haven't had an experience that's anything close to this in all the years that we've been at this. It's five star, A plus. I would highly recommend it 
to any super busy business owner out there. And deep wealth is an accurate name for it. This program leads to deeper wealth and, and happier wealth, not just deeper wealth. I don't think there's a dollar value that could be associated with such an experience and knowledge that could be applied today and forever. Are you leaving millions on the table? Please visit www.deepwealth.com slash success to learn more. If you're not on my email list, you'll want to be. Sign up at www.deepwealth.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Sell My Business podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help me reach new listeners, grow the show, and continue to create content that you'll enjoy. As we close out this episode, a heartfelt thank you for your time. And as always, please stay healthy and safe. The Deep Wealth Experience was definitely a game changer for me. This course is one of the best investments you will ever make because you will get an ROI of a hundred times that. Anybody who doesn't go through it will lose millions. If you don't have time for this program, you'll never have time for a successful liquidity. I mean, it was the best value of any business course I've ever taken. The money was very well spent. Compared to when we first began, today I feel better prepared, but in some respects, maybe less prepared, not because of the course, but because the course brought to light so many things that I thought we were on top of that we need to fix. I 100% believe there's never a great time for a business owner to allocate extra hours into his or her week or day. So it's an investment that will yield results today. I thought I will reap the benefit of this program in three to five years down the road. But as soon as I stepped forward into the program, my mind changed immediately. There was so much value in the experience that the time I invested paid back so much for the energy that was expended. The Deep Wealth Experience compared to other programs is the top. What we learn is very practical. Sometimes you learn stuff that is great to learn, but you never use it. The stuff we learn from Deep Wealth Experience, I believe is going to benefit us of all of I've done an executive MBA. I've worked for billion dollar companies before. I've worked for smaller companies before I started my business. I've been running my business successfully now for getting close to a decade. We're on a growth trajectory. Reflecting back on the Deep Wealth, I knew less than 10% what I know now maybe close to 1% even. Hands down the best program in which I've ever participated. And we've done a lot of different things over the years. We've been in other mastermind groups, gone to many seminars, workshops, conferences, retreats, read books. This was so different. I haven't had an experience that's anything close to this in all the years that we've been at this. It's five star, A plus. I would highly recommend it to any super busy business owner out there. And Deep Wealth is an accurate name for it. This program leads to deeper wealth and, and happier wealth, not just deeper wealth. I don't think there's a dollar value that could be associated with such an experience and knowledge that could be applied today and forever. Are you leaving millions on the table? Please visit www.deepwealth.com slash success to learn more. If you're not on my email list, you'll want to be. Sign up at www.deepwealth.com slash podcast. 
And if you enjoyed this episode of the Sell My Business podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help me reach new listeners, grow the show, and continue to create content that you'll enjoy. As we close out this episode, a heartfelt thank you for your time. And as always, please stay healthy and safe.